Welcome to the 2020 Baby Podcast. I'm Pamela Douglas, and it's my pleasure to have Emma McCabe on the phone, a breastfeeding counsellor and mother of two from Brooklyn, New York. We've been having a conversation about getting breastfeeding to work for you and your baby in the pandemic. And today we're discussing the baby who fusses at the breast. Well, you know, let's think together about the whole issue of of breastfeeding our babies through the pandemic and Mm. the real added significance of being able to breastfeed in a way that's easy and enjoyable, in a way that just keeps the baby dialed down. I'm, I'm interested to talk a bit more with you around that fussiness with breastfeeding that's so mm. commonly attributed to reflux or oral connective tissue ties. We want to, we certainly want to snip any classic tongue tie, but that aside, fussiness at the breast might be attributed to reflux, oral connective tissue restrictions, to allergy, to lactose problems, and then very commonly just attributed to wind or to gas. So mm-hmm. let's have a chat about this because if we're really to support women to get breastfeeding happening and, and the baby protected by, by the mother's milk in a way that's really easy for her, then, then this is a critical issue that has to be addressed for women and their, their, their babies. And, of course, most of the time we're looking at, in a situation of fussiness at the breast, we're looking at positional instability, breast tissue drag, sometimes encroachment of what we call in the Gestalt approach the landing pad, that maybe 10 centimetre diameter area around the nipple and areola that needs to be exposed. So we're looking at positional instability. Sometimes we're looking at babies, older babies, who are developmentally distractible and just wanting to had enough they've they've become really good at transferring all of that milk mm-hmm. incredibly quickly they may only want to be at the breast for a minute mm-hmm. and then they're ready for looking at life ready to get on with the next interesting thing but yeah. the poor mum has the sense of okay i'm supposed to be getting milk into you you know my job is to get milk into you and then and then she's trying to bring the baby back and the baby gets mm. cranky and so that's another scenario you were going to say yeah, something? I see that happen. Well, I see that happen a lot, you know, usual, often around starting around three months is when I tend to find women reach out to me for, and that's a part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I usually frame it like, it, I usually talk about it like it's a framework shift. You know, you're no longer looking feeds shift and change because they have different developmental needs. They have different, they're, very efficient at transferring um they're much more engaged and interested in in the world around them yep and so feeds don't need to be this kind of long sit down half an hour thing they can be really you know frequent and flexible and they can be like that all the way through but i think a lot of women find that especially that you know in the early weeks that it does take longer than five minutes depending on depending on your body and your baby and your baby's body um, but that often shifts as they get older. That's right. And if we're offering 
these frequent flexible feeds, then there's no pressure on any feed if it doesn't seem to be coming together. That's okay, we let right. go and then try right. again whenever it seems right later on. Because right. that's the third thing that can be very commonly part of this fussiness at the breast. It's incredibly distressing for women when their babies, you must see this all the time, when the baby mm-hmm. fusses so much at the breast, it's yeah. you, just, you just get, re- you know, women really get a dread around each time they're going to breastfeed, you know. Yeah. But the third thing is commonly a conditioned dialing up at the breast, which I would argue is, is you know, it's, it's, it's very poorly understood more broadly yeah. and yet so yes. essential to our work with gestalt breastfeeding and, and neuroprotective developmental care more broadly. Because if there's been positional instability and experiences of a just breast tissue drag, baby's unable to get, get, get really comfortable, then quickly those little ones develop this, this kind of sensitivity, this tense response. <gasps> you know, I really want the breast but I don't know if it's going to work. And, and this, is, this conditioned sensitivity at the breast is, is really a significant problem for many families so this is where again the 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 work of the gestalt breastfeeding do you know I did want to talk with you about this being controversial because we've heard health professionals some lactation consultants say well it's what it's what we're doing all the time anyway and uh and yet actually once they once they really come down into really develop up the clinical skills start saying do you know what it's actually really different to what we were doing it's yeah i don't really think it is different. what people are doing anyway i especially breast tissue drag when i think about breast tissue drag and the work that i do with families around that it's based in these really small micro movements yeah that you talk about and when you're experiencing pain you the, just the tiniest movement can make the different make a huge difference in how it feels i am at pains to acknowledge that we won't necessarily aim to run through that the sort of whole package of the gestalt breastfeeding but the micro movements the power of micro movements occurs when we've set up so the first step is is preparing the woman's body in that semi-reclined position so but I certainly think it's new um I certainly think it's new information and a new approach um and yeah well thanks for listening it's been great to have your company and remember to check out the non-profit website possumsonline.com for lots of free resources and programs and the publications that form the evidence base to neuroprotective developmental care or the possums programs as together we grow joy in early life i hope you tune in again soon bye for now